The Yaku Pop Podcast! Hello, I'm Matt Emery, and welcome to a Fat Cat Records special edition of the Alka Podcast. I had the privilege of meeting Dave Corley and James Vella of Fat Cat a couple of weeks ago whilst I was down in Brighton for The Great Escape, and we had the chance to speak about how their label started, uh, the ever-varying and genre-defying roster, unsigned artist demos and their passion for helping new music and artists get discovered, and also some of their favourite record labels and releases as well. We'll have music um, dispersed throughout the interview. We've got music from Paws, Sylvain Chevu, I'm very sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, Trams, Vladimir, which is a Scottish four-piece taken from Fat Cat's demo page up on SoundCloud. More about that later. Talnash Now, We're Promised Jetpacks, Zidney Supreme, Dustin O'Halloran, and we'll have this to start off before the interview. Uh, this is Honey Blood with their brand new single out now on Fat Cat titled Killer Bangs. as a record shop um, do you ever miss that and did you always have the label in mind uh, I miss personally having the shop it was really it was it was yeah it was great particularly meeting just meeting people yeah you know yeah and it's just that it's 
what was really lovely about it was being that middle point between having people coming in from all over the world you know, and buying records from us as well, and then having um, artists come in, and um, just being a, like a little network or a kind of meeting place or a hub for people to kind of meet, yeah. not just to buy records, but to kind of meet creatively as well. And also that process of having people that would come in who would be a customers of ours and then would turn out to be artists. You know, someone like Mike Paradine's at Music we used to come in and buy loads of records with us yeah. and then we'd turn up with a cassette one day and he'd play as a cassette. And then he'd meet Grant, who was running the Reflex label, and da 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 da. And yeah. the next minute, his music that was all on that cassette was coming out on Reflex. And just that kind of, just people hooking up with each other, really. And it was just, it was really vibrant and it was really busy. And it's very different, as you can see, the, the environment of working in an office, which yeah. you're kind of sat in front of a computer. You're not you're missing that kind of I miss that person element that you just you don't know who you're going to meet you yeah. meet all sorts of different characters you know and particularly everyone has got they're in the shop because they've got a shared love of music Thank and you. I was yeah I really I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed listening to what people had to share about music what they liked what they were listening to and not even about the records we were particularly selling but just their their enjoyment and passion about music or what they were doing creatively or just that excitement of seeing someone come down and we'd have a, a hundred copies of a certain record that would come in you know and then um, just the kind of buzz of people coming down and buying that yeah you know it was really cool man it was really cool and um, it was lovely also to see records sort of um take off in our shop as well that was really exciting yeah something that you would you would you'd see a record just sort of grow and build organically just from you know you'd start and you'd buy 50 copies of it and then you'd sell them really quickly and then you'd get 100 and you'd be on the phone and a guy would come around in a van and you'd get another 100 and da 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 then people would be ringing up asking for it and then people would be coming down and the next thing you know you'd be driving home on a Friday night or whatever Saturday evening and whoever was playing it on the radio yeah and then you feel a massive part of that obviously. yeah well you do you do feel a part of it or just a, a part of, of helping to promote to promote that particular track in, in its own way really you know and that was the other thing as well you know sort of championing champion sort of certain sounds and styles of music that other people weren't really interested in you know particularly like Black Dog that whole British electronica movement you know that really early days and we're sort of talking like warp had their thing going on but it was really kind of sheffield base it wasn't really kind of the sound the stuff that was going on in london yeah or kind of in the south really which was black dog or the apex twin or big guys from b12 or the guys from evolution records or anything like that where yeah. there was this there was this sound even though it, it encompassed the whole of england you know um they were kind of sheffield kind of focused and we were picking up these black dog records you know like I always said that, that Greyhound just melted down they couldn't sell them no one yeah. wanted these records and then to hear taking that that record and, and those records and starting to play them and a sound to us that was just really kind of progressive and forward thinking and um, and just seeing seeing how people were really hungry for that kind of stuff yeah you know, and that was that was really exciting to be a part of as well, like being a part of a, a new movement of, of of kind of music, really, for the yeah. first time.
your roster's very varied, um, as in genre-wise. You've obviously got classical, yeah. you've got electronica, you've got rock, you've got sort of a bit of everything going on. Yeah. Was that always the idea, or was it sort of a natural progression that you've kind of gone from spread into other genres? Or No, it was always the idea, really. We just wanted to be free to go wherever we wanted. And because we had a record shop and we were a dance electronic music record shop yeah we weren't just about that obviously we had tastes our taste was wide and varied you know yeah. if you looked in the racks you'd find I don't know Can records and Brian Eno records obviously we were nowhere near as as far reaching musically as someone over the road as Rough Trade it'd be silly to try and do what they did because they did it so well yeah. and it wouldn't make any sense but I loved what they did and I loved yeah. how free they were musically to be able to go anywhere I also appreciated how we needed to carve out our own niche and our own speciality and have our own sound and be our own direction but as a label I didn't for me personally I saw people come down and they would buy records just because they would just buy them to have them in the collection Yeah, you know they knew what they were getting musically and they would have that one they'd have that one they'd have that one they'd have that one and there is a, there is a way of doing that that's really good and I, and I, I think that's great because you really home in on a sound and a style and you can really develop it. Yeah. But for me, I'm just too over the shop, you know? I kind of, you know, f while I was buying records for the shop, I was also kind of using that as an opportunity to educate myself. So when the SRD van come round, I was buying Fugazi records or I was getting Slint 10 inches yeah. or whatever I could get for myself that I didn't really know of and they were selling at the time, I would buy and take those and listen to them. and my mind was just kind of broadening out and realised that, you know, that musically I just wanted to be free and I couldn't just be focused on one thing. I was just, I was too all over the shop really creatively yeah. for that. So when we had a label, it would be really easy for us just to set our stall out and do what we did as a shop. I could have gone to Black Dog or Aphex Twin or Jeff Mills or hypothetically and asked those kind of people or found new artists like that and just followed that one mm. direction. But I didn't, I wanted to have someone, you know, have a band that sung or have vocals or guitar or be noisy or be whatever. And I just wanted to be free musically to go wherever we went. Because I knew that to change it later on would be really difficult. It would be, really, be a really hard thing for us to do. Yeah. So really quickly, really early on, it was like, right, we need to be able to go anywhere. Cool. So we did that, tried to encompass different sounds and styles without, still within who we were. I still, there's still, I think there's still a theme that actually yeah, goes I through think so. all of it, like even from the classical to the yeah, I think still so. There that yeah, there is, and that that's down to the people that work here because obviously I've always said it isn't just, you know, it's me and Alex and myself that own Fat Cat, but it isn't just our our vision. Mm. It's everyone's vision, you yeah. know. Everyone plays a part and has played a part in all the people that have worked here, some that still work here from the beginning and others that have moved on and left, they've all played a part in the sound and the bands that we've signed. You know, Marcus that used to work here, huge Black Dice fan. We'd never have got the Black Dice record without him. Yeah. Dave Howe, who worked here, Animal Collective, plus, you know, the whole Splinter and Split series. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of, you can keep adding names of people in and I can go, yeah, well, they bought that and they bought this and they bought that. And I love that because... It isn't my record label, really. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, it'd be a mess if it was my record label. <laughs> it'd be fucked. And, and you know, Alex has a lot of A and R input, 
but James has A&R input and Dave has A&R input and Dan who was working here has A&R input and Sam brings stuff in and interns can come in and say I really like this band and that's really good and people in here will listen you know or people in here will listen to that and I think that's I think that's really good sometimes I feel we need to listen a little bit more sometimes I think we're now particularly maybe we're, we're a little bit too focused in in a certain direction but that just it ebbs and flows and it will come and go and that's okay yeah. you know so I'm, I'm proud about that about us really
it does kind of bring me on to my next point is in uh, your demo policy is in you say you listen to everything that you get sent yeah and that is something that so refreshing as especially from sort of artist points of view you send it in thinking will they actually listen to it yeah, but do. I mean you've actually got your SoundCloud page that literally you put something out every week yeah um, of new artists that yeah. you're that you're helping out from yeah. a very early stage um, yeah. can you tell us a bit more about that I mean that's really for me that's really important it's, it's like it's it's fundamental to who we are and for me it's kind of like at the heart of who Fat Cat is and always has been you know a lot of the bands that we've signed, we've signed on demos. You know, Frightened Rabbits and gave us a cassette. Yeah. We had a cassette from Moon. We had a CD from The Twilight Sad. You know, and we listened to those demos. You know, if that if if those demos had turned up at the record label that uh, Frightened Rabbit find themselves now, they would never they would never have signed them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So, and we've just kind of carried that on. You know, and we've also decided. You know many years ago now it's like I think the demo site has been up for over 10 years now that we decided that we wanted to host the best of the things that we had yeah. that we didn't have the t- we didn't have the the time or the resources to put our energy into it but we felt it needed to be heard and deserved to be heard you know not for our own gain but just for the gain of of just kind of promoting and pushing new music and new creativity in the world I think it's I think it's so important whereas so many labels have moved away from demos now and under, I can kind of understand because yeah. it's really easy for people to send stuff it takes stuff, a lot of time and it takes a lot of time you know and it, it, you know but it's thoroughly worth it you know I might have 600 tracks now sitting on my SoundCloud yeah. account and it's a labour of love it will take me a day to go through yeah. and out of that 600 I might find two or three I might start with nine I might end up with nine after the yeah. after day one that's left and then that will cut down to two or three but those two or three will be really good yeah you know, um, this week I think we've got Pan Stars up there. They're from Egypt. Oh my God, they're making this amazing lo-fi, incredible lo-fi. You know, g- guitar rock, whatever you want to call it, however you want to describe it. And but they're from Egypt, and it's amazing. What a killer track! It's amazing. You know, awesome. and before that we've had you know someone that's done some folk stuff, or you know someone that sounded a bit like the like kind of from Portugal cave cave singer and it's like sort of sort of full-esque and then we've done some electronic music and it's just it's just it's wonderful and it's really heartening to to be able to kind of say that there's a lot of good music out there that doesn't get promoted is there anything you particularly look for is in like is there a certain ingredient I know that's kind of quite a hard question to ask just 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 things that we like you yeah. know we kind of you know it's just, you know what I the way I do it I imagine I go back to when I was a teenager and I used to listen to John Peel and that's that's my thing and I, I just set my stool out as if I'm listening to a John Peel show so I kind of think it isn't going to be genre specific and yeah. it isn't going to be this it's just I'm going to imagine all these kind of how open I had to be to listen to that man and the music that he played so one minute it might be Nate Palm Death and the next minute it might be Ivor Cutler and then a reggae song and then I don't know the wedding present and yeah. then we're going to listen to this and it, it, and it needed to be that open when I approach the demo stuff that we're listening to that in a lot of ways we step outside the kind of maybe the where the collective A&R is at Fat Cat which is very guitar driven at the moment you know and I kind of step outside of that and we put electronic pop up there that maybe some people here might find way too pop for Fat Cat Mm. but I'm just like wow you know I think Mm. it's great if I heard that and I'd run it past other people in the office and they're kind of like yeah I kind of like that and that's good and again there's input that comes into it and there isn't 
we start to feel a high, but there isn't that preciousness about it. And do you yeah. know what? Sometimes that pay is really, really good for us. And I think it's been a really good, I think it's a really good thing for people in this office as well, because we can get stuck in a groove yeah. of what we're listening to and what we like and all the rest of it and what we're putting out. And then some of that stuff has shaken us, can shake you out of it. And then you see the plays that they're getting and what they're kind of doing. Fair enough, we're not going to do it. It might kind of just kind of loosen up where we are with our thinking about what we can do or not do Fat Cat musically, yes. you know. And that's the kind of challenge of... And being able to free to do that with the demo. And I, I just love the fact as well that, that we're kind of giving someone... a, We're giving someone a, a... We're helping someone out there in the right positive way. Yeah. And I feel that there isn't enough done for that, you know. I was just thinking earlier on, you know, there was this whole big thing about people going on about Spotify and... I'm not putting my music on Spotify because Spotify, you know, what does Spotify do for, for upcoming artists or new artists or how a new artist? And I just think to myself, well, the people that were saying that, what are you doing about it? Yeah. What, what, what are you doing about not put about to help undiscovered artists have a voice? At the end of the day, I mean, from my point of view, it's just another platform to get your music out. We have to be on there. Everyone yeah. has to be on there. Exactly. You know, we have to be. We don't have that choice of whether we want to be on there or not. We're not afforded that choice. But the people yeah. who are afforded that choice, when they look back and and their argument is, it's not doing enough for undiscovered music and artists. I think you have to go and look at yourself and see what you're doing to help that out. Yeah. And if you're a massive band, whoever you may be, how comes you're not organising a gig and making and picking ten unknown bands that have sent you demos that you've picked yourself yeah. and you go and champion those ten bands and take those ten bands to radio. Sort something they could do that stuff but they yeah. don't. So it's really easy to sit on the outside and go, this company's not doing that, this company's not doing that. Just get off your ass and do something for new and undiscovered music. You're in that position. Yeah. And I feel it's a duty of ours to do that, you know? And um it's something that's really important. If people are taking their time to send us something, then we need to listen to it. It is it is a labour of love. You know, we don't reply to everyone, particularly on SoundCloud. We do with CDs, but the amount of CDs are kind of diminishing now. Obviously, yeah. people send things digitally. We listen to things, but people know that the things, if we like it, you know, we contact people and, and ask them if they'd like to be a part of our demo site. We don't gain anything out of it. And I, 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 it gives me so much joy. You know, there's a... there's um, I love as well though the amount of people actually follow that, that yeah. account and how many plays everything get you're guaranteed yeah. a few thousand plays exactly. just being on it and there's there doesn't need to be any money there doesn't need to be anything else I know. Just, just the I know. appreciation of we just had, getting your music we out had there. still walkers on there the other day you know and luckily thankfully SoundCloud do look favourably on us now and again and move some of our stuff over into the explore section yeah. and we've seen people get 30,000 plays 40,000 plays 20,000 plays which is especially if you're just starting off yeah, that's just more amazing, than right? any money you yeah. pay for it's yeah, yeah, just yeah of course and it does seem like uh, plenty of those demo artists are moving on to that recognition is helping them to get other people yeah. interested in the band which is a really nice thing you know we saw um, there was a band we featured fairly recently have just put out their debut record with a really cool label and then another one came out and did something really similar and I've got this really I've started really getting some momentum getting some yeah. traction and it feels like that little bit that we were able to help has, has well, yeah it is a platform to say our oh, Fat Cat featured our track it is that's another thing for the artist yeah, you know, yeah. A really lovely thing that they've had a nod from you yeah. you know that's what I love about it is yeah. you know and there's some amazing music up there and it's free and you can download it and you can go and talk about it it's not going to cost you anything yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone benefits from it yeah 
it's also really nice to just just escape a little bit. It's very easy to fall into that um, that kind of buzz band current. Mm, you know, yeah. the current does catch yeah. people, yeah. and yeah. you get talking about this really isolated little group of the yeah. same artists that yeah. everybody wants exactly. to listen to and everybody yeah. wants to be involved with. And it just feels like we just have this very minor outlet to that yeah. that lets us pick up and talk about and work with these bands that aren't they aren't you know on the the uh the magazine and the booking agent radar already they're just they're they're just still they're still doing their own thing which is yeah Yeah. that feels really nice that it's just just a little sidestep from that cool yeah no it's good and um it to me it's the most important it's the most important thing that we do you know you know it means the most to me out of everything that we do it means the most to me you know and how important it is I think it keeps us in touch with who we who we are and what we're about and the rest of it that's not to take away any of the work the hard work that we have to do and the people in this office do around the bands that we sign you know that's just a given that we do that and we put the energy and the work and the effort into it and the rest of it but it, it, mean, it means a lot and it will always mean a lot to me and I think when you go back and you look at the amount of music that's on there it's an amazing resource and it's been lovely because some stuff gets picked up and played on Radio 6 yeah. you know like Christopher Duncan you know it was so cool man we, mm. this track was suddenly on Radio 6 and we like we didn't send it we didn't yeah. do anything yeah. somehow it found its way there yeah. and whether he gets anything ever played before I'm just like wow that's really cool and yeah. I just wish that my hope is is that if we can carry on doing this that more things will happen for unsigned bands but in a really positive productive way because there's a lot of stuff we get sent that isn't suitable you know but there is a lot of stuff out there that deserves to have more of a voice and it doesn't get that voice because as James rightly pointed out that they we focus the, the media focus on this little this little group and to be honest with you they haven't got the time and energy yeah and I kind of understand that because yeah. there's so much already well, yeah, totally. that it's really difficult. So but us as labels, we can do that. And we're at that kind of front line where we can do that. Yeah, we're just looking for talent. Mm, that's, we're what, just, that's what we're yeah. looking for. Looking yeah. for talent. And if we can do it and put the resources into it, there's a lot of labels out there who've got far greater resources than us. You know, And I also think it's kind of bands as well, bands who have come from that space. You know, What, what are they doing? What can they do to kind of help bring up other bands yeah. do you know what I mean rather than just letting their agent pick their support band because such and such is the cool thing get off your arse and go and listen to some stuff yeah. do you know what I mean go and find some things that you really like yeah. and bring them that, on board I think, I think people always like that though when, when a band take a band on tour and say we're massive fans of these yeah. guys like I saw called Up a Horse last night and they had the witches and they're right. just like bigging them up so much just like yeah so cool that we got to them you know for coming on tour with us for the, you know, the last two weeks and the fans automatically pick up on it straight away rather than just like well how are these guys playing with yeah. them and it's kind of a agent thing yeah yeah they're already on the roster by a different age already on yeah, in somebody, the, somebody's called in a favour yeah. Yeah. and on they kind of go sort of thing yeah. you know and we you know they, they could, we could do we could do so much more we could do so much more and it doesn't have to be on the outskirts even at events like this you know there could be there could be more done yeah. around that you know, like they could have got a whole group of labels together and got us to get certain bands that are under the radar and yeah. all the rest of it, but it, it doesn't work like that, does it? Yeah. 
on to um, sort of other labels in terms of are there any other labels that inspired you to set up Fat Cat and are there any labels that you're really loving at the moment? A label that will always inspire me totally that was ever since and it was back when I had a record shop and sadly they are no longer as a record label but they set the benchmark to me about that was a label called Erdile Discs run by a man called Akin Fernandez and um, he was he was just he was always he was always two steps further than anyone else in what he did and his thinking was and his philosophy was and he was just an utter inspiration to me and I was like if I could ever if I could ever get anywhere near as good as he was then I would be happy we've never even reached that never even reached that point but he was just he was just such he he was just he is just such a creative wise forward thinking individual and what he did with his record label was just it was so good musically it was so good aesthetically it was so good his he was his ideas were just were just brilliant yeah. and he was just he was he was always one step ahead in everything that he did and I loved it in terms of the way he presented himself you know the music that he released um, I mean my god he did something called the X Directory and we, we went to this launch and it was a it was a book of those prostitute calling cards when they were in there that he did and it was amazing do you know what I mean and, and it was this beautiful book that he made and we turned up and there was these kind of there was these escort girls there and he had this huge wig on and there was all these beautiful cards that he collected wow. and it was like it was like this art thing and he made right. this book and then the next thing he released oh, okay. was was like Stephen McCready which was um, sort of sounds of um, of the atmosphere he'd created a machine to collect sounds of the atmosphere like thunder you know and lightning and it was just this beautiful environmental disc and then he did a, a CD oh, of yeah, um, cool. uh, the call signs that foreign agents used in the field that you could pick up on shortwave yeah, radio yeah. and a yeah, whole but then intelligently written yeah. book all about it that went with it and then he'd release a, a beautiful techno record by InSync and then there'd be something by Matt Cogger and it was just you didn't know and then and then what you got, he made this amazing fanzine and then there was these beautiful posters with kind of like, taken from these prostitute cars with a guy in an electric chair with have you the nerve and in, you know, <laughs> not in the charts and in your hearts. And he, he had this standpoint about where he was and what he was doing and he lived up to it every time and he didn't fail. And whenever you just thought he just did something else and he was on, he was, he was on the internet way before anyone else he had the whole free music philosophy. He had the whole analog is better than digital, and he just didn't say it, but he backed it all up with all didn't these kind of ideas. It was it was all kind of there, and he backed it up with this. It was just interesting. So you just he presented you all this music, this amazing music to listen to, and and the loads of it was full of incredible ideas that kind of tested you creatively. Yeah. And then, and, and then some of it was, like I say, aimed at the dance floor. And you, you just, it was just brilliant what he was doing. And then he kind of took you um, on this kind of philosophical, making you kind of question yourself about what you're doing and where you're going and, you know, challenge yourself and what the industry was and the machinery that we were using. And then MP3s appeared. And what did he do? He adopted the free music policy. 
So he made all of his music free, and he gave it away for free, and the whole Creative Commons thing, and he, that was his whole ideology. And he lived by it, and that's what he did. He, he then turned over his catalogue, his entire catalogue, for nothing. And you could download it all, and that was it. He just he was like, this is, this is where I'm going. And that's when it kind of it nicely ended on that yeah. point. But yet you can go on there and get all of these tracks. And he's, I just he's thought... still go on there now? And get yeah, he can still go on there now, but... He, just the, the most interesting man I've ever met in the music industry yeah. without a doubt and even though we are nothing like him in terms of inspiration like totally and utterly inspiring for me you know as a, and when I had a record shop when I started a record label I'm really middle of the road he was way out there but it's those way out there people that you need for your inspiration. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when I say way out there, the, the people who live on the edge and live by it and stand by it, you know, of course, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be like that, but, you know, commerciality, we have yeah. to pay people's wages yeah. and the rest of it, you know, we, we, we try and be a little bit on the outside and we've tried to do it with some of the records we've released and some of the, the stuff that we've kind of done. But I love those kind of mavericks, you know, you, the, the world needs them, you know, and, He'd be one interesting person to do a documentary on. He'd be so, so interesting, you know, because I can't think of, any, for me anyway, any other record label that I've ever come across that's kind of sat in that space and yeah. done the things that he's done. And I've only just spoken about a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, we're talking, there's a whole catalogue of stuff and ideas and things that he's yeah. created. And oh, it was, it was just brilliant. It was brilliant being around him as well. It sounds like it could be a movie in the making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Do you want to talk about a label you like? I mean, there, there are plenty of labels who, if I see their name attached to a release, I will always be interested to yeah. listen to labels like uh, Editions Mego, Type Records. Uh, there's a local label called Where To Now, and I think they're only on maybe release six or seven. They're, they're a really brand new project, but same again, just every time I see that label name attached to something, it's uh, I will always give it give it some time, and I'm, I always find myself really impressed. And I think I think actually, for me, that's that's really key is that um, there's a, quite a consistent turnover of new labels doing interesting things where they're picking up, like Dave says, there's people picking up um, ideas that somebody else had run with previously, or somebody else had established like a framework for previously, and now there's brand new labels doing if it's not ideologically similar then it's aesthetically similar yeah. and if not then it's musically similar and it seems like yeah labels like these guys where to now who are local guys and they work in the record store in town it seems like they've got such a um such a clear pure vision of what they want to achieve that already they've they've become they've become Firstly, known for what they do, but secondly, yeah. they're they're quite inspiring in themselves. You know, they they already have like a a path trajectory that they're aiming for, yeah. and I, I I think that's a really cool thing. And it's really nice that 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 there's a brand new label doing that. And then again, it feeds back into what we do, even though that even though Fat Cat's been going for considerably longer. We can see these guys, and they've got this they've got this cool idea and ideals, and we can say that that. Hopefully, there's some sort of mutual, uh, mutual relationship happening there. We can, we can. I'm, I, I, I'm inspired by what they're doing, and yeah. hopefully, they can see, you know, this longer-lasting label with at least, uh, at least a similar idea of what what we started with. Yeah. Cool.
Um, right, last two questions. Um, has there been a pivotal release, do you think, or a release that you're most proud of or look back on and think that's um, just quite a big release in terms for the label? I mean, I know obviously you've had um, sort of a couple of bands, sort of obviously Max Richter recently go on to Deutsche Grammophone, and you've had obviously Animal Collective, Right and Rabbit, and people like that go on to sort of big, but it's, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I know, looking at your back yeah, catalogue behind yeah, you. Yeah, that's where we're going, Stuart, is to remember what CDs are. But is there anything the that you you really close to in terms of, I mean... The first, the first Fat Cat record that I heard, obviously years before I started working here, it came out in 2003, and I started here in 2008, so I was, I was a teenager when it came out. Um, there's a Japanese band called Zinni Supreme, yeah. who did this... Uh, this really out there shoegazy noise record, really lo-fi thing, just done by this one guy who sent increasingly balmy emails until <laughs> it became impossible to communicate with him. And uh, again, again, this is this is years before yeah. I started the label. And for me to, and you know, what's actually really cool about that is that the guy who sold me that record, who's working at a record store back at home in Kent, he is now in a band featured on the demo site. Oh is wow! It? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's Cosmic Thoughts. Oh, is it? That's George's band. Oh yeah, wow, yeah. cool man! And so I was in, I was in this record store in Canterbury, and uh, I was looking at the little right, um, written sleeve um, um, recommendations mm. on the records in the store, and I picked up the Sydney Supreme record and talked to the guy about it. The guy's in the band now, and he he spoke of it so highly that I bought it without listening to it and and enjoyed it so much that I made mental note of Fat Cat Records and kept an eye on, on what what they were doing five years before I even started working here <laughs> and so personally for me that would be my pick is that cool. one first Fat Cat release that I ever heard when I was 19 no younger than that 17 oh my cool. god James you're so young um I I don't know. I'm I'm proud I'm proud of it all really. You know, like I say, I kind of I'm just different different songs for different reasons, all have got different memories attached to them and the rest of it. I'm particularly proud of what Dave did with the split with this has done with the split series. I think that was really interesting. Yeah. I really liked what he did with that. I think he's had some there's been some great artists on there and there's been some great tracks on there. And um yeah, just I think it's a really I just think it's a really cool thing to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, I like I like how I love to hate it as well because I kind of go <laughs> like I can't fucking listen. Why well, do I want to listen to that Nurse Bow or, or Dead Sea record? And then the next week I'm like, but I want to listen to Dead Sea, and it's all got to be like just just shambling, you know, just all over the shop and just improvised and and it's great. Or I want to listen to some electronic music. Oh yeah, I'm going to listen to Gascom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, now I want, and there it is, and there it is, and there it is, and it's kind of, kind of caught a lot of things that I like. Within and that and split it's always series. run concurrently with the main Fat Cat catalogue, isn't it? Yeah. Which is really cool. So even when Fat Cat Records was putting out Twilight Sads yeah. and yeah. Leon Nastasias and Mum and We're Promised Jetpacks, there's always been this, this second stream that, that Dave Howell, <laughs> our colleague, has been working on, which is. We used to joke that if interns wanted to come and work for us, they'd have to listen to the entire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I mean, yeah, I really like that. And then equally, you know, I love the stuff on thirteen oh seven oh one, and I've liked, I've, I've, you know, kind of, you know, there's, there's different bands at different times. You know, there's always, I always think, of course, I'm always think we can do better. Yeah. You know, in, the, in a good positive way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We can do better. We can, we can strive, but 
to get things tighter and you know and I think that's sort of taking our time I think our filter now is pretty high I think we put out hopefully we put out consistently good music that if you buy an album it's going to be of a certain standard and it's you know we're, we're getting that we're getting better at that yeah. you know and as the years go on and there's some great records the ones that get me are the ones that that never had any popularity the welcome record David Carson Daniels Party to me one, you know the yeah, ensemble particularly you know just beautiful David Carson Daniels a beautiful album beautiful beautiful album ensemble beautiful record and you know welcome amazing guitar record and just just didn't sell anything do you yeah. know what I mean just but like 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 bombs but still sound great now you know you could kind of put them out now under a different name yeah. and yeah. maybe have a totally different stab at it yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know because that that few people have actually heard that'd be quite an interesting thing to do yeah, just give right it the shins yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then and see if it sells. And put it out or just think of a new name and new tracks and new artwork and put it out and see if anyone actually realises you know I'm sure half the journalists were like wow great band <laughs> you know but it's a shame because you kind of think that you know, when you just... You, I hear that and I hear real quality. Yeah. And I just think, my God, that that's an awesome record. You know, it really is a great record and just nothing. Nothing. Do you know what I mean? And no matter what you do, just nothing. Yeah. Zero response from the world. Or a tiny bit of response. Yeah. And you just kind of think... Oh, like that, you know. It's um, it's difficult. It's difficult to... Um, to champion and promote music but we carry on doing it and I hope that one day people will go back and discover these <coughs> records and pick them back up and have a new lease of life yeah. or something like that and it but really go, it goes back to your first question it all it all goes back to Fat Cat's principal ethos is that we're looking for talent and musical quality and creativity and whether that's the demo site or if it's picking up uh, bands whose records we put out sometimes sometimes as Dave says the, the sales don't quite match up with the quality of the artist yeah. but that's what's paramount yeah is that we're looking for for that musical inventiveness that musical quality question I was going to ask you is what have you got coming up sort of next in 2014 we've got this big up on the wall yeah there's a big, <laughs> I love uh, that big schedule of all the upcoming releases and that's not even complete that 
there's still a few gaps in there to fill out. So the the nice thing about this year, actually, which I think is pretty cool, is that we have repeat records by bands who are on album two or three or four. Yes. The, last year we put out a lot of dem, uh, debut albums, which is really cool in itself, but it's just such a different, it's yeah. such a different um, type of release. And this year to have new records by bands that we already know and get on well with and have had history with it's that's cool to do that again and they're also these are bands that have helped shape the personality of the label yeah. you know people think of of um a Vashti Bunyan record then they're putting it with the Fat Cat label and yeah. the Fat Cat the, the whole picture of what makes up Fat Cat and so it's really cool to, to to have these people come back and do new things with us cool well thank you ever so much so, yeah, right. thank you it's really a pleasure cool, to speak man. to you